Welcome to the Bad Movie Awards for Exceptionally Bad's Season 3, colon, The Worsening. And here are your hosts. Hey, welcome to the Bad Movie Awards. I'm Nate. I'm Ben. I'm Brant. I'm Danny. I'm Bracken. And we are doing our third season's wrap-up with uh, Exceptionally Bad uh, Movie Awards. Uh, we like to call them the BM Awards for Bad Movie Awards because that's what they deserve. And that has nothing to do with my initials being the same as BM. I, just, I have no creative control over that. It's just a coincidence. So anyway, I'm going to get us off into our first category. Uh, I love this one. This is the best use of the colon in a movie title. Now, a lot of sequels, since we did season of the sequel, a lot of sequels, you know, back in the 80s and, and before that, they would just kind of be lazy and they just say things like Rocky 2, Jaws 2, uh, things like that. But after a while, Hollywood realized that people knew that it was a sequel with a number. And they, they wanted they, more. They wanted more. They wanted an explanation or some clarification. And so they started using the colon in sequels. And we've got uh, we've got six nominees this in this category from the season that we watched, and I'm just going to get right into the nominees. So the first one, and I'll just say the colon in the title when I read it off. So it's not really Highlander two colon the quickening. You know, it's it's Highlander two, and then there's you know the quickening. Pause, the quickening so if yeah. if you kind of get what I mean, but I'll read where the colon is in the movie title, so everyone's clear. Now the first one has the new, the number in it, like it's lazy, like back in the day, but it also has the quickening that kind of explains it so highlander 2 the quickening is the first nominee superman uh iv i'm sorry that's roman numerals superman 4 <laughs> the long uh, kiss good colon the quest for peace uh it's not the long kiss good night <laughs> okay but it felt that way didn't it okay uh then there's alien colon resurrection okay uh there's jaws they didn't want to go with jaws 4 they went jaws colon the Revenge. Uh, then there was Speed 2. Again, another lazy one. They had the number in there, but then they also have to clarify that it's not the same as the first movie. It's <laughs> Speed 2, colon, Cruise Control. Okay. And then uh, Independence Day, colon, Resurgence. And then Twilight Saga, colon, New Moon. So... Those are our six nominees. Uh, you know, I really like how some of them have numbers and some of them don't. It's a little confusing. Yeah. But uh, as a viewer, I kind of know which movie I'm watching when I see the title. So <laughs> it's it's good that I have they... to tell you, one time I was watching a movie and I didn't notice the colon and I was so confused. Oh. Well, <laughs> for so long. Yes. So, you know, I, th I think uh, this would have served Troll 2 well. Like Troll 2, The Goblins. Yeah. Since yeah. it had nothing to do with troll. Oh. Or origins. <laughs> yes. you know, I wonder if, if anyone has ever done this research, but it seems to be that there uh, are an overabundance of words that begin with the letter R after the colon. Hmm. Resurgence, resurrection, revenge. Yeah. Repugnance. Quickening, Repugnance. quest for peace. I feel like it's Q. Oh, yeah, Q, too. I feel like it's Q. That's right. Okay. QR. All right. Whatever. Well, it is confusing. Well, you know, QRS. <laughs> 
All right. Well, there's Roman numerals. There's regular numbers. There's letters. There's even colons. What so, would have happened if it was Highlander TWO? Our heads would just go. Yeah, oh. it's going crazy. Well, we are going to vote right now so we can keep this moving and not bore our listeners. And <laughs> uh, let's all vote on which uses the best colon in the title. Okay. And everyone vote. All right, we all voted, and it's unanimous, so that means it's a hard BM. And the BM award goes to Twilight Saga, colon, New Moon. And I, I'm, why is there a BM award going to something with the colon again? I don't get I'm confused. Why are we nominating New Moon? And there's just a lot of, a of cleansing. humor going on here. Twilight okay, well, colon inception. In that anyway, movie. This, all of our categories are not like this category. They're going to get better, I promise. But we, we really enjoyed <laughs> the, the best use of the colon. We've kind of cleared the road. Yeah. yeah. And the next category is Exceptionally Bad Special Effects, colon, Practical. And the nominees are The Decapitation Scene from Highlander 2, Everything to Do with the Shark in Jaws the Revenge, uh, The Animatronic Puppets from Jurassic World Dominion, and The Pink Slime of Evil from Ghostbusters 2. Let's talk about those. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Jaws Revenge. Yes. I mean, it's... Were they even using the same, like, animatronic shark? Is, oh, I don't I know. I feel like oh. they probably were. It was probably, like, falling apart. Oh, man, oh. that thing fell apart no, when they, they were making the original they, they, they movie. They would have had to create a new yeah. one. Well, they blew it up. I mean, it yeah, blew yeah, up that's with, the, true. with the first one, and the not, second one got burnt. And... Yeah, not to mention, like, the first, I don't know, half a dozen times that we see the shark. All it is is, like, um, footage tail. from the first movie mixed with like red filters and stuff and it's like flashing back and forth and i mean it might have even been just stock footage of shark you know it was weird well we did talk about how tired the shark was from swimming all the way from new york (laughs) to to the bahamas yes and by the time it got to the bahamas it was swimming very slowly that's right because it was moving slowly do you think you know how it could turn into a uh, log that's right do you think when it got tired it just Transformed into a log and just floated on the current like, while it took a nap <laughs> and then poofed back into regular shark. Yes. Remember how it turned into a log to lure the one Brody out? Yes, to bite his arm off. Christmas time? Yeah. Yeah. What a way to ruin the holidays, sharky. <laughs> what about the the decapitation? I oh, love so, that scene so much this, for so how absurd If you guys remember, this is the first movie we watched this season. Mm-hmm. And it's slow-mo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Christopher Lambert's character, like this, is an accidental thing. He doesn't set it up, right? Like, yeah, the, the guy is just flying at he him. Just but then dodges. He's got, yeah, he's got like a jetpack on or something. Yeah, right? or wings or something. Wings, yeah. And slowly, very slowly, on whatever propulsion pull, system. propulsion system they pulley thing they use, and then his head hits like a the, clothesline the or a clothesline power or, something. Line or something. And Danny, I remember describing it as like his head was velcroed on. Yeah, and it just, right. he's like unvelcroed. <laughs> A strong wind would have knocked his head off. Well, and then doesn't the other guy get his head decapitated because the train, the trolley runs over it? Oh yeah, yeah. I think he falls on the tracks or something. And that's just as bad. It's also like this slow motion. So their deaths were bad. Yeah, Yeah. I would say just. I know we're talking about especially bad practical effects, but I would say the best practical effect in that movie is when the villain 
gets the train up to 600 miles an hour. <laughs> crashes oh, through the wall. yes. That was so good. <laughs> that was I, forgot great. That. I forgot about People's that. People's faces are peeling off. <laughs> oh, man. That was really good. Right? What about the Jurassic Park, um, uh, Jurassic World Dominion puppets? I thought it was cheap looking considering their budget and yeah. how their massive use of special effects and especially if, the legacy of jurassic park right in yeah. particular so it's like they had the baby tr- yeah. triceratops it reminded me of that old tv show the dinosaurs you know with the family Not the mama. Not the mama. Yeah, yeah that's what it looked like the baby yeah. in the yeah. chair the yeah. muppets kind of thing yeah and then there was so much pink slime <laughs> in ghostbusters 2 i mean they bought all the shampoo. <laughs> there was, and it was never consistent. It yeah, was sometimes it was, it was like a nice deep, like purplish red color, yeah. and then it was like sometimes it was almost white gum pink. Yeah, it, it was all over the place. Yeah, yeah, that's all it, right. Just didn't look good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good way to describe it. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it was pink. Everybody, you know, the pink color of evil. Yes. Right. Yes. <laughs> They do say the devil wears Prada, so maybe maybe it's pink Prada. <laughs> and on Mean Girls, they wear pink on Wednesday. So, All right. Uh, so, are you guys ready to vote? I think yes. so. I think so. Okay. All right. Let's vote. One, two, three. Okay. It's not quite unanimous, so it's a softer BM. And the BM award goes to. The decapitation scene from Highlander 2, the colon, the quickening. Congratulations. The next category is most over-the-top villain. And the nominees are the kid from Robocop 2, Katana from Highlander 2, the the shark from Jaws, The Revenge, uh, Willem Dafoe's character from Speed 2 and Nuclear Man or Nuclear Man, depending on who's talking to him, from Superman 4. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so let's just go down the list here. Uh, the kid from Robocop 2. What, he, why is he... Over- he stole every scene that he was in. Yeah. Like, he was dastardly. Yes. He commanded the scene and everybody was afraid of that little kid and he was only like 13 or 14 yeah 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 yeah. and i really didn't care for the movie much but he was the high point for me yeah uh i feel like didn't they did he die at the end he He didn't get to see he dies off screen kind of you know they come back they didn't want to kill a little boy but but robocop straight up killed him with a ton of machine gun shots to that armored car Yeah. yeah yeah Right. Okay. Yeah, uh, they're not going to show a kid getting killed, but they have a commercial for like a car security system where the guy gets electrocuted. electrocuted. Yes, right. <laughs> yeah. All right. In Highlander Two, Katana played by Michael Ironside. So I I remember in the episode I don't have the quote here, but there's a quote from Michael Ironside where he's just like, "None of us really want to be there," and he's like, "So I'm just gonna die. I'm just go gonna, over the top. I'm just gonna go yeah. all out on it." And he, like I, I mentioned already the the train scene yes <laughs> that was pure magic it was he was just i mean it, he it, overacted that so mm-hmm. he was crazy magnific- magnificently yes yeah he, he was a joy to watch clancy yeah. brown did it in the first one mm-hmm. and then he just he just picked up the sword so to speak and ran with it <laughs> nice <laughs> all right the uh shark from jaws 
I, you know, did I mention that it swam all the way from New York? I mean, have any of the other villains done this in, a, in ever any other movie ever? Not to mention the fact that it's not the same shark from any of the other Jaws movies. Right. Why was he yeah. upset? I he don't understand. He had to get revenge because of something that... Oh, it, it was the nephew of the original shark, wasn't it? It must be. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. Well, he was their like, a mafia shark family. Well, that's yeah, right. Yeah, right. He was after the Brodies, and they owed money. Did that's they right. owe money? Yeah, yeah to why, the shark. That's why they went yeah, to the Bahamas. Yeah. The Menichi right. shark family. <laughs> yeah. And it was at Christmas time, too. I mean, who's the villain? Who wants to be a villain at Christmas time? Right. The only way it would have been worse is if that shark ate Santa. Right, pretty much. I mean, he could keep up with Santa. It, well, I mean, it's almost as bad because his first victim—it's during the carolers—and they're singing yeah. Christmas carols over the attack scene, yeah, right? Yeah. Over the water. Yeah. I mean, I'll never celebrate Christmas the same way again. No. <laughs> Look out for logs. That's why we burn a Yule log. At That's Christmas right. In remembrance of the shark. All right, let's move on to speed, speed two. two. Willem Dafoe. I mean, he's computer programmer poisoned by copper poisoning because of all of his time spent with computers. And he's got the crazy wild Willem Dafoe eyes and smile. Wasn't this his audition reel for Spider-Man? I I absolutely believe that it was necessary for him to do this part in order to get that part because it was so good. Yeah. He was was amazing. It was just delicious. To me, this is like the epitome of Willem Dafoe. Like, if you think of what kind of roles does he do? This is Willem Dafoe. (laughs) <laughs> also he's fantastic in the boondock saints he he's 100 percent willem dafoe yeah like dialed up to 12 as well that's awesome i always like him in clear and present danger and he's a good guy in that oh, yeah. one too but it's where he's just a good actor yeah I just like willem dafoe a lot he's kind of like this in finding nemo right oh as the he's the, the he's gill the gill yeah yeah oh, yeah, is he? yeah. <laughs> oh. that's awesome i didn't know that mm. i've never seen that movie all right, uh, Superman Four, Nuclear, nuclear Man. man. <laughs> the whole premise of Nuclear ma- n- Nuclear Man is just ridiculous and stupid, right? Like he's a clone of Superman uh-huh. that's nothing like Superman. Right. He needs to cut his nails. He needs to yes. cut his nails. Yes, and he has the voice of Lex like, Luthor. Yes, but <laughs> it's because Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor and Superman are kind of his baby daddies, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. that's right. It's their DNA combined. Is that like a split custody thing? Do you think he gets like half of the Crystal Palace? Like, how does that work? I think if they went to court, like Superman would not get custody. Just kind of the way he treats Nuclear Man throughout mm-hmm. the film. That's fair. Fair. Yeah, I'm feeling like this is going to be a really hard decision. Yeah. I think so I as well. Really... Honestly, I think the court might just put him into foster care. Into yeah. nuclear care. All right, is everybody ready to vote on this? I'm not. Oh, this I is going to be tough. I can yeah. do this. These are, these are all great candidates. Well, let's see. We may get a big split BM here, but let's see how it goes. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, ready? I, I've got a, mine. It is a decision. Okay. One, two, three. Vote. And the BM goes to Willem Dafoe from Speed to the Reckoning. And our next category is Most Exceptionally Bad Quote. And the nominees are, from RoboCop 2. Thank you for not smoking. 
from Poltergeist 3. Callan. 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 Ben, seriously, that's enough. From Twilight New Moon. I'm 109. Wow. Maybe I shouldn't be dating such an old man. Mm. It's gross. I should be thoroughly repulsed. Mm -hmm. From Batman and Robin. Don't wait up, Al. I'll cancel the pizza. And from Ghostbusters 2. Being miserable and treating other people like dirt is every New Yorker's God-given right. Your two minutes are up. Good night, Jim. All right, what do you guys think? Oh, man, these are all so fun. Oh, uh, this is a tough one. So RoboCop 2, that's just the scene where he, he like, he's been modified, so now he won't, like, he's kill like anyone. He's, like, too nice. He's he has, too nice, yeah. right? And, the, and he just let all of these, like, kids who like killed a store owner or whatever yeah, the little league team that robbed a store and he yes. yells at them for using bad language and then this guy lights up a cigarette across the street and he shoots his gun and does like, like a, a silhouette around it yeah a silhouette yeah. of bullets all around the guy's head and says thank you for not smoking so he gets that he has like the prime directive in the first one that's right but then they give him like a thousand prime directives yes. he gets he gets woke is the term that's like right. super woke yes. like everything is 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 good and bad yes <laughs> that's crazy that's detroit for you well and then there's poltergeist 3 i mean so here's an interesting fact i actually didn't know about this movie there's actually only four lines in the entire movie <laughs> Oh yeah, no, it, it, hard to believe. There's a couple supporting sentences, and then the rest of the movie is just Carol Ann. Yeah, oh, that's right. well, that's I mean, not entirely true because there's also it's say a few supporting else's. lines, and then everybody says their names, but mostly yes. Carol Ann. Yeah, everyone okay, says yes. their name. But I think I remember uh, from the episode they said Carol Ann 127 times in that movie. Yeah, oh, it's crazy. Man. Yeah, I remember you and I were having a conversation, and we were both. Um, What's the lady's name? The uh, yeah, <laughs> and Bracken had to Tan step. Tangina. Yeah, Tangina. And we're both talking like, "Hey, Carolyn," and then Bracken had to step in. And was like, "All right, guys." <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think about uh, New Moon? Uh, so it's so classic because I think that that's everybody. That's not that's, a huge fan of the Twilight Saga. That's what they're. That's thinking. their biggest problem. Is like yeah. you're dating a guy that's a hundred and. 20 or however old he is. Right, yeah. And she just points out that it's gross to date someone so old. Like a couple Oh, don't grades. point it out. It's fine, but just don't point it out. <laughs> Look, it worked for Anna Nicole Smith and whoever oh that 89-year-old yes. dude she married. Hugh Hefner and all his women. Yeah. Always for love. What about Batman and Robin? Uh, so that was the episode we had our sons. Yep. And, or, sorry, not all our sons, but we had... Our sequel Our kids. sequel children. Yeah. Yes. Um, three of them were sons. Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> and they latched on okay. to they latched on to that as the side plot had to do with DiGiorno. So with Alfred looking like when he's like, "We'll cancel the pizza," I mean, and then he just looks so sad. So yeah, and yeah. the the timing of that. I mean, it stuck out to every single one of us before we even thought of that plot. It's yeah. just like, well, that was a weird reaction. Yeah. 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 And then then the boys latched on to that. Uh, 
and Maggie yeah. latched yeah. onto that. Yeah. Yeah. That was they loved it so much that we could hardly hear most of the that's movie. true. <laughs> I feel like there was a pizza tie-in with that that movie. There, there was I think there have been yeah. I think that brought to wasn't you that, by Domino's uh, or DiGiorno. Wasn't that part of uh, Mr. Freeze's lair? It's like ice yeah, cream I mean, there was and, like pizzas frozen pizzas. In the, yep. And you, that's the door you open to go back to where his wife is being frozen. Yeah. In, in the original cut, before Bane is defeated, he yells, pizza, pizza, and then he's dead. <laughs> he, he originally looked like the Noid. <laughs> I think some people aren't even going to understand that. <laughs> We're here all night, guys. All right. What about Ghostbusters 2? Uh, well, so that particular quote was great because... The movie was about how there's so much ill will in the city, and that's where the pink slime's coming from. And the mayor's just like, hey, that's our God-given right to be yeah. miserable and treat each other like dirt. <laughs> and that's what got you into that position. It's a pretty great, funny mm-hmm. line. Yeah. I mean, and these movies all have other quotable totally. lines, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Every movie that we watch has at least one line that yeah. we're like, that was the line of the movie. But these are the standouts for sure. All right, you guys ready to vote? Yes. I think so. All right, let's see here. The BM Award goes to Poltergeist 3 for Carol Ann. Carol Ann. Carol Ann. All right, our next category is on screen, uh, exceptionally bad on screen chemistry. And the nominees are Edward and Bella for Twilight New Moon, uh, Sigourney. Weaver's character uh, Ripley and the Alien Baby from Alien Resurrection. We've got uh, McCloud and the girl from In the Alley from Highlander Two. We've got uh, Baby Blue and Owen Gro- Owen Grady from Jurassic World Dominion. And we also had the the uh, the T Birds and the Pink Ladies, the whole groups. From Greece too. Okay. Uh, and this is a fun one because on-screen chemistry can play. So it's very important in whether a movie's exceptionally bad or not and whether it works. And uh, what were some of your thoughts on these nominees, guys? I mean, we, we talked about New Moon. And Bella had better on-screen chemistry with literally every single character in that entire movie, including Ex- her dad, right. than with Edward. That's true. It, it is true. Yeah. That was she had she had more like charisma and connection with the chair she sat in for four seasons <laughs> and was panned around six times looking at looking out the window. Yes, yeah. that's true. Yes. It's, yeah, it's true. It was I don't know if it was like a directing choice or something, but you watch that movie and I haven't really I don't really know didn't really know much too much about the series, but it's like, well, she should obviously be with Jacob. They have yeah. so much chemistry. Yeah. And they have genuine fun and her relationship with Edward, at least in this one, is like a real dud. She was just playing everyone in that movie other than Edward. I mean, yep. she, the guy, the other guy that was in the movie theater with her, yep. uh, the the girl that comes and helps. Alice? Alice. Alice is sitting on the couch with her, and they're sitting pretty close. Yeah. Uh, and just all, all, everybody in this yep. movie. It's just crazy. There's chemistry with the motorcycle. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's just move on to Sigourney Weaver's uh, Ripley. She's and the mom. The alien baby. Yeah. Okay. This is one of those scenes that we're going to have to talk about for at least five minutes because what 
happened? What was going on? So, do we want to? Maybe we don't want to talk about yeah. this. Maybe I don't, I don't, let's no. just say let's that leave it hanging. <laughs> she has a weird, like, pseudosexual relationship with her alien baby that's There's... a minute old. They're yeah. they're like spooning each other. They're caressing. Well, she's the caressing ba- the, the alien is licking her she's face. She's caressing yeah. the alien, oh. and it's there's this uh, like way high shot. It's a ceiling shot. It's still it's still in my head. So weird. It's so I can't weird. get it out. Um, so confusing. And it's yeah. just the alien baby is yeah with like a skull face and an al- it's uh, like a sunken in eyes. A white pale version of the. Uh, Alien monsters. You know, have contestants. you ever seen a baby of a come, xenomorph like come out tan though? Like, yeah, where would that be? Come on. The problem <laughs> I have with it is, is they actually did have chemistry, but <laughs> I just didn't want them to have chemistry because That's the true. alien baby is so just Off-putting? repelling. Yes, you know, and to absolutely. Be clear, still more chemistry yeah. than, than Bella, Bella and, and Edward. Edward. Yeah, there was. Yes. Yes. Sigourney was bringing the heat in that scene. I have to say, uh, I was just. I don't didn't want to see that. It was so disturbing. It was very disturbing. <laughs> I still get chills at night thinking about it. All right. Back to therapy, Nate. Back to therapy. Highlander. Uh, Highlander two. McLeod and the so so the girl's name is Louise. Highlander okay. two. The movie where nobody has a last name. Everybody's just got a first no, name. Or they his name is he's Connor. McLeod. Just last name. Yeah, but yeah. he's billed only as McLeod on the on the thing. His name's Connor McLeod, the clan McLeod. That's right. How can I forget? Damn. Well, they have quite the chemistry because they hit off no right more. away. They meet in an alley and then instantly so fall in love. They start making out. I yeah. should say, like, their chemistry is okay after that. It's just yeah. it's just the meeting the and instantly instant, falling in yeah. love with them yeah. that I think it what lands them in this category. That's because true. I think their chemistry is fine. It's fine for the rest of the, the, rest movie. Of the movie. But it's like, because she meets him and he's old. Oh, that's right. And then we have the and he gets then young. we have the amazing decapitation scene. Yes. And then then it was like a hyper quickening where the half the city gets destroyed. Yes. The windows get destroyed in half the city and then she then she sees him and he's young and and kind of hot. So I'm going to vote in favor of that relationship though because I mean, he's literally the most well-known person on the planet. That's like true. he saved the planet and now he's hot. <laughs> right? Like I get it, you know? Like <laughs> I would date him in that moment. <laughs> oh my god. Connor, call me. I stand corrected. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, we've got blue or baby blue. It's is, baby is, is blue. It, is it go by baby blue? Okay. I think it's called beta. Beta. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is the uh, Velociraptor yes, blue. The baby one. The one that's from all three of the Jurassic World movies, right? Right. Well, so, Danny, nope. is, it, is it blue or is it blue's baby? It's blue blue's... is the one that's from all the movies. Yeah, beta is the baby yeah. that blue has in the third Jurassic that World. Owen has to series. go and he promises, and he, he makes a promise he'll, that he wears he'll rescue the baby. Yeah. Oh, it's a very abusive I was thinking. I was thinking that there was more chemistry between. Him and just regular blue. So like, maybe we should call well, the yeah, beta, you know, maybe we call that Robin's egg blue. Would that help? <laughs> uh, that would help me out. That was a little confusing. You know, there okay. there is a lot of chemistry when he just like puts his hand up in front of blue every time and like well, so makes blue. Stop. So he's got chemistry like, with every dinosaur <laughs> in existence. He's got a connection for sure. Yeah, yeah. They read his mind. But this, I think, in this category, it's specifically beta. Okay, right? beta. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Sorry, I, I just because, to to like, there. at the end of the movie, the baby's just like snuggling into his neck. <laughs> He's got wearing it on, wearing on his back. Yeah, 
and someone's like, you got a dinosaur on your back? Yeah, yeah what so. of it? Yeah, so? Yeah, we're, so? We're dating. we got feelings for each other. <laughs> so this is kind of like in a Mogwai, Don't you know, worry, it's 65 million sort of years way. old. He's yes. in, you know, he's in the backpack. And Yoda riding Luke. Kind yeah, of Yoda riding Luke kind of a thing. Okay, gotcha, <laughs> gotcha, I'm getting it. Or if you, or uh, what's his name, Rakanui? Rakatui from oh Ratatui Ratatui well <laughs> from everywhere all at Rat once Rat canoey oh With, but it's oh, a raccoon no, 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 instead right. it's a raccoon Rat- instead oh yes 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 everywhere yes. Everywhere, uh-huh. everywhere everywhere all at once so, raccoon tui our last nominee the T birds and the pink lady so we had these as groups <laughs> because they we we had discussed this uh, the chemistry between these two groups we don't talk well, about or lack we thereof. learned that there was this rule that only T birds could date the pink ladies mm-hmm. and vice versa yes which was kind of the plot point it's in the constitution that, it's in the constitution well, of the first one and in the sequel yeah right? and the the new yeah. guy sandy's cousin uh british cousin or australian cousin whatever he he's british <laughs> how he uh, wanted to date Michelle Pfeiffer, but he couldn't because he wasn't a T-bird and she was a pink lady. Yet the pink ladies and the T-birds, they seem to hate each other. They like hate each other. It's like, what no the love heck? at all. Yeah. Well, who signed this agreement <laughs> that I can only date one of these three men? It feels like a very <laughs> abusive relationship. <laughs> well, it doesn't even count because of the sidecar guy. Oh, that's right. <laughs> There was just a lot going on it with all the weird. different characters. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So I think we're ready to vote. Ready, set, go. All right. The uh, we have a winner. It's it's not unanimous, but the the BM award goes to uh, Edward and Bell for Twilight New Moon. And the next category is exceptionally bad genetic memory. And by genetic memory, we mean the character knows something they have no business knowing. There's really no way they would know it other than it must be passed down through their genes or through the plot requiring it. So <laughs> the, the nominees are Nuclear Man from Superman 4, colon, The Revenge. Ripley from Alien, colon, Repugnance. Maisie, the clone girl from Jurassic World Dominium. Uh, Todd Howard from Teen Wolf 2. And Sharky from Jaws, colon, The Reckoning. <laughs> okay, Sharky. <laughs> I don't know what's his name. <laughs> His name's Lago. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so All right, let's talk about why. Where is the genetic memory yeah. in these? Okay, so let's let's talk first about Superman Four, Nuclear Man. So they take some genetic uh, a hair from Superman, right? And, yep. and Lex Luthor makes some kind of hybrid between Superman's genes and his own. Okay, just think about that for a second. That's a little weird. <laughs> Um, but so the villain becomes part Superman, part Lex Luthor. So he's got Lex Luthor's voice and talks like him, uh, but also knows that he is supposed to kill Superman. Yeah, right? he like it just comes into the world knowing that he needs to kill. So him. he's he's got Lex Luthor's voice, kind of Superman's solar powers, 
Casanova Frankenstein from Mystery Men's fingernails. <laughs> and he's born in the sun. Yes. Yeah, so, he's the son of a son. Yeah. Oh, so. You son of a son. And <laughs> so he flies out. Well, so he gets shot out of the sun and, the, and he goes from like embryo. Em- embryo to fully clothed nuclear man. Right. In a costume. And he, yeah. so he flies to wherever Lex Luthor's Luther is yeah. chilling. And then, but he has terrible battery life. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Instantly, as soon as he's out of the like, sun, once they close the he curtains, shuts down. he falls asleep. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, which actually Ben was telling us earlier that if he wants to fall asleep, he can. That's right. So I'm just picturing that's what nuclear <laughs> man's like. He's not the guy that rides an elevator. Let's just put it that that's way. That's right. <laughs> you don't want him pulling an all-nighter. <laughs> what about, uh, Ripley? Where was her genetic memory? Th- this is a great one because she, she died at the end of, uh, Alien 3, right? So her character's dead, but they take some of that genetic they find some of her genetic material that was frozen in cased in the lead or lead whatever. or metal or yeah. whatever, and Copper. use that to create a clone Copper of Disney. Ripley. Right. Because Ripley had the queen uh, inside her, yes. Queen Alien, and they wanted to clone that and get get the alien as well, right? But yeah. for for one thing, right? This there's several things that are just wrong with this picture, but. The alien is inside her, but they clone her genetic material to get a copy of the alien, which right. is a different creature. So if you're if you're cloning <laughs> her, you're not going to get the creature unless right. it's somehow taken over her genetic material, yeah, you know, or knows. like morphed her. So that's a whole other story. But her character is got her memories. Yes, she from, knows how to fight the xenomorphs from the original trilogy. <laughs> but she's only a cloned copy of. Ripley, and, this yeah, is, right? and she comes out as a later. full adult. She's a full adult. Yeah. She can talk with acid blood. Yes. That's yeah. Right. So she's kind of morphed from part, she's part alien, part Ripley. Yeah. Because it got mixed together somehow. And she's also like the seventh or eighth iteration of them trying to clone. That's her, right? true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and this is like a hundred years later, a couple hundred. It years is. Years. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. yeah. Yeah. So she really has no business knowing anything about Ripley, right? Because she's so far removed in time. And if she was the real Ripley, she would have forgotten it because by that time, you know, she's so much older. That's you know, right. Her, she would have <laughs> dementia's kicked dementia, kicked yeah. <laughs> in. DNA <laughs> dementia, right? <laughs> just, just saying. Don't splice those genes. <laughs> so it just doesn't work on a lot of l- l- levels there. What about Miss Maisie? We we had oh, yeah. some some good laughs at this. As it turned out, that she's. Not a clone? No, she is a she clone. She is a clone, but, but she, she was she was raised by people who do not speak with an accent. And she <laughs> yeah. had the same accent as her genetic mother. So mother. her mother, who was her, she's a clone of herself. Right. She she gestated and gave birth to herself. Right. Yeah. A and clone of herself, and, and she inherited the accent. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of cloning going on in these movies. I know. Well, I feel like maybe in like the Pacific Northwest, there are a lot of people that speak with a British accent. I don't know, but... Seems like none of the people she's around. Are the writers trying to clone the original in some way? They don't the, in forks the, of these movies. Is that what's going on? Like literally clone it, or I'm, is this a metaphor? What what they're trying yeah, to that's do? That's what it is. This is okay. We should watch Attack of the Clones just so we can keep the clone thing going. Uh, what, what about Teen Wolf, Teen Wolf Two? Wolf. There were a couple things. Yeah. So 
he starts out he knows that the that I mean it's, werewolf is in, runs in the family. Right, it's kind of a plot thing and that it runs in the family. So he, are, he unlike Scott in the first one, he knows Todd right. knows that it's in the family, but it skipped his dad or whatever. Yeah. Or mom. I can't remember. His parents. Yeah, it skipped his parents and so he thought he was not going to and then he turns into it and he's just instantly good superstar. At, good at everything he does. Yeah. Which I guess is kind of what happens in the first one. But mm-hmm. like but it doesn't show I think this I still think the first one does a better job of showing you that. Yeah. Of showing you like him figuring that out. Whereas in this one he wolfs out at that schmoozing dinner or yeah, whatever. Right. And then then all of a sudden he's superstar. He's dancing and singing and doing tarp dance doing tarp jumps which makes That's his right. the turning all of the girls off. Yeah, and well, he's he's really good at boxing. Yep. And for for Ben and Nate, <clears throat> you know, you guys know a lot about werewolves uh-huh. in lore, and it's typically not a genetic trait, right? Not it's like usually. a virus or something gets That's passed right. down. You get, you get bit, bit, right? Yeah. So this is also kind of a an extra play. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, this one is the only time where it's actually genetics. Right. <laughs> now the shark. <laughs> Why? This one so is stupid. inexplicable because the shark is not a clone. Uh, I guess it could be a child of one of the previous well, ones. It's never explained that it's not a clone. Maybe it is. Maybe that it would is. that would really right. explain why it's getting revenge. So it's the in... fourth Jaws movie, and the three Jaws, the three sharks in the three previous movies all die at the end of the movie, and then this fourth shark that is some relation to those other sharks has. Just knows that it well, needs to get revenge on Well, we don't know. It could be an world. adopted one. It could be adopted shark. It might not even be genetically related. Is this that's one of those true. scenarios where, like, this is my brother Daryl, my brother Daryl, right. my brother Daryl, I'm Daryl. <laughs> the shark knows it needs to get revenge on the Brody family because the Brodies keep and destroying And it knows, them. like, their genetics. That's yeah. right. That's yeah. true. Like, because it attacks the... Uh, the youngest when, they, brother. when they unveil the weird... Uh, the sculpture, sculpture, the sculpture yeah. thing, and and it comes and attacks that big inner tube yes. thing. But it, there's but there's no Brodies like, on it, so it just goes away. Right. Yeah. It's a weird genetic memory. That's kind of what we're shooting for here. Yeah. yeah. But somehow chases the mom as well, who right. does not share any. Even when they're not actually in the water, like when they fly over the ocean, it can still track them. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably in that money they borrowed. You know, the banks will put a die pack. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I tell you, those loan sharks, they know how to get that money back. Yes. With my money. Didn't uh, ask for a dime. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, are we are we ready to vote? Yes. Okay. And the BM award goes to Nuclear Man from Superman 4. And the next category is uh, the worst place to honeymoon. And the nominees are Forks, Washington from Twilight, Gotham from Batman and Robin, Detroit from Robocop 2, uh, the cruise ship from Speed 2, the Bahamas from Jaws the Revenge, uh, the New York subway from... Uh, Ghostbusters 2 
and the Dolomites from Jurassic World Domination. Dominion. Dominion. <laughs> Determination. Dumb, dumb it down. <laughs> dumb it down. <laughs> Jurassic World, dumb it down. Okay. So, uh, Forks, Washington, why would we not want a honeymoon there? Uh, That's where Bella lives. It's overrun with werewolves and, and vampires. vampires. Yeah. They are sparkly, but yeah. Uh, angsty and, teens. Angsty teens. Yes. That's right. And apparently it just is always like gray and foggy and rainy and anyway. All right. It's, Goth- not, a, it's not a horrible place to take a family vacation though. I'm just saying. Okay. Just yeah. <laughs> From personal experience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Gotham. Every, come on. Batman's there. I would say Joel Schumacher's Gotham is what I would not want. To <laughs> that's it a good weird. clarification. Yeah, yeah. That's Although a good... even a dark Gotham is not a great place to yeah, live. Yeah, that's true. It's just never. I think Christopher Nolan's Gotham would be okay because it's just kind of like a big city. Yeah, just the well, downtown Chicago. Unless it floods, pre or explodes. Pre pre Bane, I would say. Yeah, pre Bane. Yes, yeah. Definitely before <laughs> uh, Detroit from now specifically Detroit from RoboCop Two. OCP Detroit. OCP Detroit. Yeah, it's owned by OCP. Yeah. <laughs> that place. Detroit brought to you by OCP. There's right. lots of shootings and Please refer to it as crime. OCP Detroit. <laughs> that place is a hellscape. Yeah, it was just like so much crime throughout that. Like even at the beginning. Yeah. It was just like you don't want to go. I, I don't know how anybody's getting mugged because like the old lady, you know, like in that very first scene, right? The old lady's crossing the street. She like jacks a guy, takes his stuff, and then like seconds later, she gets mugged. There's that whole scene. And then scene that of... guy gets yeah, mugged. Right. And then like the ladies of the night also like yes. jack that guy. <laughs> yeah, that's a scary place. Yeah. Um, okay, you know, the super fast cruise ship from Speed 2. I feel like I get so seasick that was a going joke. so fast. <laughs> yeah, it was going like 30 miles an hour at the, at the fastest. At the fastest. What yeah. was cruise controlled? Oh. And it was, you know, on fire and it crashed into a dock. And I mean, it was only going 30 miles an hour and it like went half a mile onto land. I mean, I don't know. (laughs) Do you think they limited that to 25 miles an hour because they were on a bus before and school zones are only allowed to go 25 miles an hour? And so they said, look, bus, like that's the connection between the two. I think I looked it up on the episode, right? That like. I think 25 to 30 is like what they usually go now. And this one was going like 18. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. I can just remember that. (laughs) We're going to run into the tanker. They have 45 minutes to do something. (laughs) I know. I know. We'll never get it. We'll never make we'll it. We'll never make it. <laughs> we'll never 45 to... minutes to move. 45 minutes to move 15 feet. No. <laughs> All right. Um, the Bahamas. So this is from Jaws, The Revenge. Um, you know, because great white sharks don't like warm water. That's what he tells his mom. Should we should we caveat this by saying don't go on your honeymoon there if anybody in your family has ever is gruesomely killed a if you've killer ever shark. visited Amity Island or or, or if you're a Brody yeah if yeah. your last name's Brody gotcha yes. okay well to be safe if your first name is Brody <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> that's right if either name. Does that also apply like if you're a surfer dude and you're like, Brody, are you safe? If anyone has ever called you Brody like that, don't do it. Don't do it. Got it. Okay. The the shark's ears perk up. (laughs) If there's any level of brodacity about you, do not. Just avoid it. Uh, The New York subway in uh, 
Ghostbusters. I mean, mm-hmm. for one thing, it's filled with suave shampoo, right? Yes. It's the cleanest the subway's ever been. <laughs> <laughs> Besides making them a little angry, though, it didn't seem to do anything to them. Yeah. Uh, right? I, it got them a little slimy. You know, if the subway smelled like suave shampoo, man. It would be nice. That's yes. a win. Yeah. That is a kind of a win, so. That might be a nice place to honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, to be fair, we are, we're saying, like, don't, don't uh, honeymoon in the New York subway of, of the world of Ghostbusters 2, but probably don't honeymoon in the new york subway of <laughs> any world I, listen listen i really wouldn't make that your destination <laughs> right. life, life advice do not take your beloved blushing bride as the new york subway is your destination to begin your lifelong marriage <laughs> and then the dolomites from jurassic world uh this was where they set up the so where Apple had their headquarters. Yeah. The, the, air, yeah. the space dome or the That's the right. It was the refuge shield. of all of the uh, dinosaurs. The dinosaurs. Yeah. Also, it's during certain seasons, it's completely overrun with fire locusts. <laughs> yes. So a little dangerous. Yeah. Uh, all right. Mm. So uh, there's a lot of nominees. Is everybody ready to vote? Yep. Yeah. Okay. I hope we get a winner on this one. <laughs> we could three, have a four-way tie. Three, two, one. And the BM Award goes to Detroit from RoboCop 2. Right, and our next category is most exceptionally bad use of budget, and the nominees are Speed Two for the twenty-five million dollar dock scene, Batman and Robin for a total budget of one hundred and twenty-five million, Jurassic World Dominion for a hundred and sixty-five million dollar budget, and Grease Two for eleven point two million, which doesn't seem like a lot, but was double the original budget of the original movie. All right, what do you guys think? I I'm blown away. <laughs> so, Speed 2, total budget was $160 million. You could have made Grease 2 twice, or Grease four times, the for what it cost Grease, yeah. to crash that boat into the dock <laughs> at 15 knots. Yeah, and as uh, from, the, from our episode, I remember we found out that that is still, to this day, the most expensive single, scene. single stunt oh. scene yeah. in cinema history. Insane. What a waste. Well, crazy. The money. Crazy. <laughs> I mean, we said, too, like, you probably could buy an actual full ship and just crash it. Probably a small island, too. Right. And just smash both of those together for cheaper. <laughs> so bad. Uh, what about Batman and Robin? I mean, it went to the sets and stuff. I mean, they had a lot of... They had a big neon budget, I think. They yeah, really yeah, yeah. did. Neon, for sure. Yeah, the costuming, I mean... The giant statues that people actually walked in. All of the pizza oh. that they had to buy. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that DiGiorno yeah. like, <laughs> budget is no joke. Uh, what about Jurassic World Dominion? There was a lot of special effects in there. Also, a lot of puppets. There were a lot <laughs> of actors too. Yeah, a lot, a lot, of, lot actors. of actors. A lot of effects that just weren't that great yeah. for that budget. Agreed. 
Agreed. Yeah, again, a dinosaur movie that's about bugs instead of dinosaurs. Yeah. Hey, there wasn't a lot of music in that movie. <laughs> ben, would you, be up, feelings, would you be upset to know that $164 million of that went to Laura Dern? <laughs> uh, she was to, to, to this day it is still the highest any single actor has ever been paid for an appearance in a movie <laughs> I'm sure she deserved every cent it was three times what the other <laughs> what about Grease 2 I, I think it's noteworthy because it was double the budget of Grease so I don't the the thing yeah so and twice but as the bad. thing is 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 like where did all of that money go that's wasn't what i was the, trying to think wasn't right? to the songwriting they didn't they didn't have like <laughs> there was nothing more spectacular they had they like weren't bigger 30 stars. people that worked in the movie right yeah they didn't have huge stars they um, had they had motorcycles versus cars right yeah i would expect that to half be as much many cheaper. wheels yeah <laughs> <laughs> i should have sliced their budget in half <laughs> well, they, well there was the junkyard that guy oh, probably right. just charged them a lot <laughs> For the well, and there was that scene in the bowling alley that they were bowling. That's right. I don't know. They had to get a fallout shelter. That's right. <laughs> it had to actually be buried. <laughs> no. I, I honestly I can't think of why that would cost double. Yeah. So Teen Wolf Two had a smaller budget than this movie, right? Yeah. And I, I remember when we talked about Teen Wolf Two, I was surprised the budget was that small. Right. Because it didn't seem like a low budget film. They used their money well. Yeah, they used yeah. it right. Whereas this one, we're like, where did that money go? A lot of, uh, you know, food for the actors. The wolf <laughs> makeup still looked great. At, you know, similar to the original. Yeah. It wasn't mm-hmm. bad. Yeah, it but, wasn't inconsistent or downgrade nope. from the original. Yeah, but Grease 2, you're like, where's the money? Yeah, I don't know. What did they do with it? They had, a, you know, the, the, maybe the writing. I mean, the original's based on Broadway hit and music's already there. So maybe they had to come up with all new story oh, and yeah. you know i mean guess that's the only new thing it cost them 10 this... million for the rights i mean <sighs> i i don't know that yeah, seems like knows. a lot to double for, <clears throat> for for so i just looked it up and this seemed weird to me but 10 million of that actually went to laura dern <laughs> <Seriously>. <laughs> she's really well paid she was she hollywood royalty one? yeah <laughs> There's a, there's kind of a Laura Turn joke going on, guys. We as we came up with these nominations, we, we were talking with about Ben's you gotta listen love to the of Jurassic. Laura Dern. Eighty yeah, percent of us have no Sarah. problem with Laura Dern and think she's fine. One of us, nobody's going to name any names, um, has an issue with her. I'd say forty percent of us like her. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> but anyway. Uh, All right. Well, let's... it's totally fine. We'd have you on the show if you want to come on, Laura Dern. Sixty yeah. percent <laughs> of us would love you. <laughs> All right, let's vote. One, two, three, go. All right. It wasn't unanimous, but the BM award goes to Speed Two for its twenty-five million dollar dock crash scene, nice. which to this day still holds the record for most expensive scene ever. All right, and the next category uh, is exceptionally bad villain ending in a movie. And our nominees are, uh, for the uh, BM Award, are Jaws the Revenge, The, the Shark, uh, and How It Died, uh, Getting Skewered by a Boat Mast, uh, Speed 2, Willem Dafoe, and him crashing his plane into a mast of a boat, 
as well, or like a pole a- antenna of a, or something. antenna of a big tanker. Uh, Highlander two, K- Katana's demise. I can't even remember how <laughs> Katana got it. He loses his head. He got quickened. He okay. Got cut. His head got cut off. Shocker. Uh, Ghostbusters <laughs> two, Vigo. Did he get slimed? I think he gets. Uh, he got yes. killed with slime <laughs> and good thoughts. Pink slime. Our, right, and then our final nominee is Twilight New Moon, uh, Victoria. Oh wait, she didn't die, did she? She kind There's of. There's the dreadlock guy. She was chased she, in slow motion off of a cliff. She kind of leaves, and she dives in, and, and then swims swam at Bella menacingly. Yeah. There's no conclusion. Yeah. We're just kind of left hanging. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, those are nominees. Uh, let's talk about them a little bit. So. Jaws the Revenge, uh, you know, this is one of those things we talked about a little bit on that episode, but we saw the European version, which was edited a little bit differently than the the American theatrical. In the American theatrical version, it was kind of significant because you actually see the shark come up out of the water and then the ship mast. Mm-hmm. You can watch it on YouTube in, in case you're wondering, but it's just edited a little bit better where you can actually see the shark get it. The, the European version we saw, it was kind of, Cut, cut away and then weird. all of a sudden you're like wait what just happened oh the shark got killed or he kind of they edited it out yeah. or cleaned it up or something i liked that um much like in the little mermaid prince eric is actually the one who's guiding the ship to destroy the villain yep and cause them to explode to poke it in, yes. yep, in yeah. the belly i don't know i mean i the, the first couple were kind of killed with like explosive you know ca- yeah. gas containers you right. know oxygen containers do you think this is part of that genetic memory thing where like he just is super high pressure now? Yeah. Like so when you touch him, when you poke him with that just the front of the mast, you explode. Explode. Yeah. yeah. Well he It's gotta be... be genetic memory. <laughs> you know how like a beached whale instead like it'll eventually blow up from the yes, gas. Yes, from mm-hmm. the gases, yeah. What if the shark was undead? <laughs> so it was just already it was all ready to go yeah. yeah that would explain why it was getting revenge because yes. it had died and maybe it was the first was one undead. maybe if you got a chance to look closely it just stitched up you know like Frankenstein's <laughs> yeah. monster or something oh. <laughs> well it did have to swim all the way from New York did I mention that <laughs> to get to where they needed to go so I hope he was stitched up okay Willem Dafoe uh, landing on the antenna in his plane I mean, he's flying There's away. There's a little bit of CG going on there. And crashes into an antenna and just stops just instantly. Stop there. I have no idea how this happens. <laughs> There's nothing logical about this because it's almost like he flew, stalled it, and then dropped onto it yeah, instead I mean, of like flying straight up. into it, right. which would probably think, actually happen. Right. And, and I weird. think if that happened, it would just torn most of the fuselage, and he would and have then fall down, down in the water. Yes. But, uh, and then the gasoline is all pouring out, and he's just giggling like crazy. Yeah, that's the copper poisoning. I that, I bought that. <laughs> yeah, I mean the whole weird thing I is that he was that. he was going to die anyway. Right. Yeah. It's like okay. Don't rub pennies, guys. It's, it'll kill you. <laughs> if you rub pennies, if you work in IT, <laughs> stay away from uh, copper. Okay, uh, Highlander two katana. It was just anticlimactic. Yeah, I think right? that it wasn't necessarily Katana's ending as much as the like lack of 
uh, what's the thing the, called? The, the quickening, quickening afterwards. Because the first, like the first time it happens like, in the in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, yeah. When after you know the decapitation of those guys, Velcro decap. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> the de-velcroing of that guy, <laughs> and uh, it's just like a whole city streets worth of windows mm-hmm. shatter, lightnings everywhere. It's like very destructive, and then when Katana dies, it's like Meh. yeah, it's like <laughs> lights. And no windows. And (laughs) And it's supposed to be... So if you see the first one, and like even parts of this one, there's half-decent sword fighting. Right. And that... Oh, yeah. I remember the sword fight between Katana and McLeod was just kind of... It didn't feel like it was the climax. Yeah, it didn't didn't feel like when it was the Kurgan and McLeod. Yep. Or even when he's just sparring with Ramirez. Yep. And so... Yeah, so it was just... I mean, he had been waiting down. in the sixth dimension or wherever he was for that all time, that whole time. Like, basically his entire life, right? So he's got to be tired. He's out of practice. He's been sitting, literally watching a TV screen for 89 years yeah. or however long. could have waited is. just like three more months and McLeod would have died and he would have been free. I mean, I those goons even <laughs> said that. They're like, why, why should we do this? We just let him die. Yeah. Oh, well. All right. Well, what about Vigo in Ghostbusters 2? He turns into like a cabbage patch kid at the end. I mean, like he comes out of like the, a garbage pail, <laughs> garbage pail kid, not okay. a cabbage patch kid. <laughs> <laughs> he comes out of his painting. He's a painting the whole time. He comes out of the painting and turns into a demon with little horns on his head and big puffy face. And uh, he starts to possess. Who's he possessing? Starts Ray. to possess the baby. Oh, Ray. Yeah. yeah. And they stop that, and they possesses Ray. Yeah, he starts to possess Ray, and then they kill him by squirting him with shampoo. <laughs> Hurt plus. Yep. And what, does he like explode? I, don't I think remember. he explodes in oh, the painting. Oh no, no, he, yeah, oh. he, he, his head just kind of like disappears backwards into, into the painting, the three-dimensional space of oh, the I painting, see. and then it becomes that kind of Botticelli-looking one of the Ghostbusters oh, that's and, right. and the baby. Oh, yeah. Yes. And then our last one, Twilight New Moon, uh, Victoria. She doesn't really die. She just kind of swims away. They just drop it. Yeah. They leave just... her for another movie book to come. Yeah. It's all of this. Victoria was seen. The red-haired vampire. She's there. She's going to come get us. Oh, no. What are we going to do? <laughs> oh, she just ran off. Okay. It's notable it's because it's, they're building up half, half the first half of the movie. Yeah. And then they have their little chase scene. And then... This is another one of those cases where she falls asleep or she gets knocked out or something, right? right. And then the wolves are explaining what happened. They're like, oh, yeah, we chased her off. She jumps into the water. Yeah. yeah. And you see Victoria swimming towards her. And then she hits her head on, like, the current hits her head against a cliff or something. That's right. And then then she has that weird thing with Ghost Edward. Yeah. Where they're trying to reach out to each other. And then Jacob saves her or something. But, yeah, it's another one of those. I love when Edward comes back and he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. You imagined yeah. all of that. <laughs> you, girl, you're crazy. You are crazy, girl. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, let's vote for our uh, exceptionally bad villain ending in a movie. Are we ready to vote? Mm-hmm. All right. Here we go. And our winner is, it's not unanimous, uh, but the uh, BM award goes to uh, the shark death in Jaws the Revenge and the next category is the Plummer Award and this we name in honor of Christopher Plummer 
and his role in Star Crash, where he said, I would do anything to go to Rome. <laughs> <laughs> so the nominees are Sigourney Weaver for Alien Resurrection, Mike O'Kane for Jaws, The Revenge, Winona Ryder for Alien Resurrection, Sean Connery for Highlander 2, and Sandra Bullock for Speed 2, Cruise Control. All right, what do you guys think? Let's talk about these nominees. So, I mean, this a couple of these are a little different. Because we have to explain a little bit. So this award is in honor of Christopher Plummer, right, wanting to go to Italy, and he said he'd do anything, right, like you said. So he would be in the bad movie just so he could be there. Yeah. yeah. He would be in an adult film, if that may. He that, went that. on vacation and then happened to star be in a movie. Right. That's Basically, really what that yeah. was. Yeah. yeah. And uh, just so he could get a ticket to Italy, I guess. Um, in this first example, uh, Sigourney Weaver chose deliberately as part of her contract to stay in Los Angeles. Which it, was a big deal, actually. Yeah, she didn't want to work in England yeah. because it was the unions and just she didn't want to travel with things going on in her personal life, her family, wanting to stay in L.A., which, you know, I don't blame you. If you don't want to travel, you don't want to travel. But um, this was part of her contract was to stay yeah. in L.A. So... It's kind of the reverse in take yeah, a little she bit. She brought the movie to her instead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she but brought it, was, it to her. Yeah. yeah, Michael Caine. So this is the one. This is like infamous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, he's in this movie. It's not a great movie. He wins an Oscar and misses his Oscar because he's filming because, because he's filming this. But then, what does he say about this movie? He's like the the movie is terrible, but the house it builds is beautiful. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he and he was only on this movie for like a week or not yeah, many right. days, maybe like a couple of weeks. I, I doubt it was just seven days, but that's what we said. Yeah, and I remember that it was like he's the second person in a Jaws flop to win an Academy Award and then go on to star in a Jaws oh, sequel. <laughs> yes. Um. So he missed out his acceptance speech for Hannah and her sisters because he was in the Bahamas doing this movie. <laughs> Crashing a plane into the ocean. <laughs> yes. Also, he could get build a wonderful house. Yes. Uh, Winona Ryder, I think she wanted to be part of a franchise, right? Yeah. I think this was something because her brother or something was a knew about it, and she's like, I have totally got to be a part of that, yeah. whatever it takes. Exactly. Uh, uh, Sean Connery... I think he agreed to be in this film. Because, a character who was dead in yeah, the first film. He died. Because he was because he was friends with Christopher Lambert. He yeah. wanted to go to Argentina where they filmed it. And hang out and party. And he, yeah, like he, he, he and Christopher Lambert <laughs> shut down some clubs. I think yeah. a couple of they, yeah, they had some <laughs> trouble. Yes. Yeah, they had, they had trouble like, coming on the set because they had been partying too hard. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember you guys telling me that. That explains some of that on-screen yes. stuff. <laughs> I mean, you could tell everyone's having fun making that movie. Yeah. yeah. But... Right. Except the script writer. <laughs> Except for the audience. <laughs> <laughs> what about Sandy B? Speed 2. She was in Speed 1, and she was not a very well-known actress yet. It was kind of a breakout. Yeah, it was her breakout her. role, right? But by the time Speed 2 comes out, she's now uh, a... A little more of a name. Yeah, more mm -hmm. of a name, more of a draw. But was it... Was she contractually obligated? I don't know. There was something, because I remember... She doesn't like the fact that she was in this movie. Yeah. I don't think she was contractually obligated, but they did give her a lot of money to oh, do it. Oh, right, yes. And so, um, she, I, I think she took the check. I remember her saying, 
it's dumb. It's a movie called Speed and there's no speed in it and things like that. Here's the quote. (laughs) Um, Somebody asked her, like, what's the worst movie? She says Speed 2. And then she says, it's called Speed 2. I've been very vocal about it. Makes no sense. Period. Slow boat. Period. (laughs) Slowly going towards an island. Period. (laughs) (laughs) But she got a paycheck. Yeah. Yeah. She might have just been in kind of that sweet spot where she wasn't a huge name yet, but she was a big name. And and who wants? Who doesn't want money? Right. Who doesn't want to crash a boat into an island? (laughs) Really. (laughs) All right. I don't even think she was on the boat when that boat crashed. She was already off. She wasn't. She was on that sweet ski do. Yeah, she was on the ski do thing. Thing. Yeah. yeah. She was hanging out with Defoe at that point. Kicking it with Willem. (laughs) Are you guys ready to vote? Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. Let's vote. One, two, three. This was not unanimous. <laughs> it, was, it was not unanimous. But the uh, BM award goes to my cocaine for John's regurgitation. And the next category is the most unnecessary sequel. So this is a category that is for movies that, uh, or series of movies that actually ended prior to the sequel, and it was a hard stretch to even have a sequel. Uh, The first uh, nominee is Highlander 2, The Quickening. The second nominee is Alien Resurrection. And the third is Jaws the Revenge. Mm -hmm. So in each of these cases... The movie prior to that, or movies prior to that, closed up the story, right? So what is the tagline for the very first movie? Highlander 2, The Quickening. No, no, no. Oh, for the Highlander, first movie. The very first Highlander. There can be only one. <laughs> and at the end of Highlander 1, there, there is, is only, only one. one. <laughs> so, uh, who wants to give a quick uh, explanation of how they twist the fact that the whole story was ended in the first movie, and then they somehow brought it back oh, to make a second one. Easy. Aliens. <laughs> okay. So they're from Fair. another planet. Yeah. And they, he and he and all, I guess, all the other immortals were marooned there as prisoners on Earth. And then the, the quickening, the, or the whole, high, the whole, there could be only one. And when there's only one left, they had the option to return as a parolee or something. Right. Or just to live out their life. Live out their life on Earth. Okay. That was that was the retcon okay. for us to have a highlight. So here. what's the retcon for how Ramirez, Sean Connery, who died in the first movie with his head removed, gets oh, to come back in the second Oh, it's because they got married on their planet. <laughs> and, but but they did that outside of the little pocket world that is our universe. <laughs> right. So it was oh like God. it's more enduring. You have a really good memory. But makes yeah, perfect that's, sense. That's right. <laughs> well, when things just click, I just remember them. <laughs> yeah. Also, they had better on-screen chemistry than Bella and Edward. <laughs> you know, that was a terrible movie, but every scene Sean Connery yeah. in was incredible. Yeah, that's he true. Was. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Alien Resurrection, which is technically the fourth in the Alien series. Uh, how does Alien 3 end? We kind of mentioned it before, but... Can do it. The 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 sole remaining alien, as far as we know, 
certainly they could be other planets right. that are infested with aliens. But the one, the only one that we know that has followed the arc of the whole alien series is inside of Ripley. Yes. And she falls into a vat of molten metal and, and they both die. Yeah. They both die. At the or end. become a Batman villain. Yeah. Ooh. She becomes <laughs> metal woman. She fell into a vat. She so. becomes a cop po- <laughs> copper poisoner. <laughs> Isn't that like Wolverine? Doesn't he yeah. Kind that's, of... he, okay. He Tangent, gets molten sorry. metal inside of him. Yeah. Focus bracket. I mean, this, so this Ripley really was is... dead. The alien was dead. Yeah. Everybody is dead. <laughs> yeah. The story's over. It's kind of a downer. Or at least the story with yeah. Ripley is over, right? I mean, like you said, the aliens probably exist elsewhere in the universe, sure. and they could start another story, tell mm-hmm. another story about well, aliens yeah, somewhere the, else. Like the, there's the ship and alien, there's and... The, the mother ship, and it's uh-huh. full of eggs, and right. there's only like a couple that hatch mm-hmm. in the very first one, so yeah, you can always bring more So they could back. have done a story about the aliens mm-hmm. without Ripley. And it would have fit in the continuity. But but even in this movie, we have to acknowledge, like, they've been trying for something like 100 years to get the aliens back because, you know, all the medical, whatever. So presumably, they've spent 100 years scouring the stars trying to find more of these. And their answer is, let's resurrect Ripley. So yeah. leads me to believe maybe there's not more aliens just laying around everywhere. <laughs> right. Well, they already tried the dinosaur route. Yeah. <laughs> the Jurassic World. That's why they had to leave the planet, yeah. all the fire locusts. I can just imagine them, you know, it's the scene from the first Jurassic Park where they're showing how they extract the DNA from the amber. But this time it's the it's big chunk lead. of lead and the thing is going in and <laughs> finding Alien <Ripley>. DNA. <laughs> yeah. Sigourney Weaver DNA. All right. And uh, Jaws the Revenge, once again, the fourth in a series. Um, the <laughs> I, I everything argue. after one doesn't make yes, sense. I would argue that Jaws two onward. <laughs> so the the shark from the first original Jaws is killed. It's blown up when it has a uh, oxygen tank in its mouth, and yep. Brody shoots it with a rifle. Are you sure? <laughs> I, I thought we talked about it being a zombie. Undead. That's going true. Back. Yeah, undead and coming back in Jaws. Jaws maybe, when, maybe when Bruce explodes in the first one, <laughs> Yeah, like his pieces just become little sharks. That grow. <laughs> or it's like, maybe... <laughs> it's like a gecko. <laughs> it loses yeah, its tail. Like a worm. <laughs> or it's like the... Uh, so there's thousands of The Terminator in Terminator Wait, 2 that just an splashes. an alien shark and... <laughs> that's, yeah, has special powers. Yeah. Quantum, quantum, quantum entanglement for quantum sharks. Ent- yeah, whatever. <laughs> All right, uh, so let's vote on this. Um, which one is the most unnecessary sequel? Mm. This is hard. Okay. Everybody ready? All right, I think I know. Three, two, one. And the BM award goes to. Highlander 2, The Quickening Should Have Never Been Maidening. There can only <laughs> be two. Only, there can only, only be one, one again. <laughs> All right, in a special third season category exclusive, Exceptionally Bad Twilight Villain. And our nominees are Bella, Edward, Victoria, or the Volturi. What do you guys think? Okay, so, so we all know that the obvious answer is Bella. Yeah, she's just <laughs> awful. Bella is terrible. She's so mean. I mean, just like leads everybody on. 
right? <laughs> Teenagers suck. Yeah. <laughs> I think this, Edward's a close second. I feel like this yeah. is a passion category of Ben's. So no, this is the thing though. Edward, Edward is. Wait, was Edward one of our nominees? He was. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. So Edward absolutely deserves it because he, he just ups and leaves. He leaves her high and dry. Yeah, yeah. He knows how she takes things like this, right? Yeah. Yeah. And he haunts her. <laughs> he uh-huh. knows how she takes yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was in the first book, first movie. He knows yeah. how she's going to react when yeah. he leaves. <laughs> Is that code of pens don't go away? <laughs> what what about Victoria? Oh, uh, I mean she's the there. Redheaded kind of. menace. Yeah. <laughs> redheaded menace who we see a couple of times running through the woods. She's very villainous. And swimming. She is. And yeah. swimming, that's right. She's more upfront and honest about her villainy than the first two nominees. That's right. For sure. And I don't even remember why she wants to kill Oh no, because they killed her. She's she wants jealous. to eat her or something. Or something. Right? I think, I think it had something to do with the villain in the first movie. She was part of his gang. Yes. Or it was his... Yeah, she wants She's revenge. Right. She was the ex, right? Because didn't Edward date her or something? And, oh, probably. Right? I don't know. It's. I'm sure it's some kind of... It has something to do with high school drama. Shark DNA that she's coming across the, <laughs> the ocean to yeah. try to An find excess her. excess of shark cartilage. Yeah. <laughs> Getting confused with all these plot lines all of a sudden. <laughs> she got so used to eating shark fin soup. Yeah. What what about the Volturi, whose big offenses don't sparkle in public? <laughs> uh, yeah, and they're also yeah they're also like no, we're not going to kill you. I feel like you know, they're they're right up there in the bad villain as far as the acting ability. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, pretty terrible. I mean, it's Dakota Fanning. She's one of them. No, it's the, she does stare very intently yeah. at Bella for a couple minutes. It's the it's the leader guy. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, R O. His name is Aro. I don't know the actor's name. Yeah, I'll take your word for it. This is a tough one, guys. Oh, man. They're all such terrible villains. There's a lot of villains in this movie. There are. There are. I think I know which one's mine. Okay. Yeah. You guys right. ready to vote? Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Three, two, one, vote. And it is unanimous. A hard BM. A hard BM. And the winner of most exceptionally bad Twilight villain is Stephanie Meyer. <laughs> Right, our next uh, category is exceptionally bad made-up plot, and in this this one's a little special because it actually has nothing to do with the movies themselves. It's all of our doing, but sometimes a movie's so bad or boring that we have to come up with our own plot, or that the plot just the movie kind of gives clues to us, and we start to read into it maybe in a different way, and we make up our own story, and it's very entertaining. And as the movie progresses. Uh, sometimes that story just kind of plays out and we just find ourselves uh, completely entertained by the, the the only story that we've come up with that entertains us. The, the one in our own heads and not on the screen. So I'll, I'm going to name the three nominees we've got for this category and we'll recap our story that we created around the movie that's not real. Uh, the first category is Jaws, The Revenge. The next one is Batman and Robin. And the final nominee is Twilight... Uh, saga new colon new moon uh so in the first one jaws the revenge we uh came up with a, our own plot line that uh that the the shark is actually a loan shark right <laughs> and is trying to get money back from them that the, the brody family that they owe uh the shark 
Uh, anybody else want to flesh out some of that storyline? We were trying to find a motivation for the shark. Like, mm-hmm. why is the shark mm-hmm. after them? And so, that... especially so doggedly, yeah, sharkedly. So we... <laughs> it was a dog shark, and so it's like, and so I think somewhere in there popped into our heads like the, the paper boy on Better Off Dead. Yeah, how he's so after his two dollars and even skis after him he's trying to get his two dollars so we're like oh maybe the shark is like the kid in better off dead because we're just trying to find a reason for the shark because you know the shark can't talk it's a shark so we're just like what why 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 is the shark doing this and like all good loan sharks if eventually you don't pay them back they will hurt you physically or they will kill you if i had a dime for every time i heard about a loan shark that turned into a log the you know led someone's arm off traveled at Mach seven to go get a mark right and then then just kind of slowly came after you after that yeah i mean and it goes after your family it's pretty much the mob mo yeah yeah totally right it goes after your family Mm -hmm. one at a time right right. they're they're all in a threat of danger if Mm -hmm. the shark could have carried a lead pipe there would have been a lot of busted up kneecaps in this movie (laughs) but he just got them teeth (laughs) This, this did make it fun. Okay, the next one is Batman and Robin. and uh, we... Yeah, so this one was the DiGiorno plot. Yeah. So um, <laughs> this is one with our sequel kids. And uh, we keyed in very early that it kind of happened, it happened very organically. Yeah. That in the very opening scene, um, they're about to order pizza. And um, Alfred, you know, they, they, they have to run out. Batman and Robin There's have to a run call. out. Yeah. And... Alfred kind of dejectedly is like, I guess I'll cancel the pizza. You know, they were <clears throat> they were going to have a, a family pizza meal together. And there was a close-up on his face when he, he says that. He, and he looks I mean, just he like in pain and sad, yeah. almost yeah. in tears. Yeah. yeah, Almost as if like somebody who just had a candy bar or something and don't have their insulin or something. <laughs> no, just, no. They're spiking, right? So the real story was that he was has it, cancer. Or Mc, some, McGregor's some, disease. I'm sorry, McGregor's disease. Something yeah. that's life-threatening and he's in pain. Yeah. He's, like they've left the room and now he can he doesn't have to hold back and hide his pain. Yeah. But he says that he's going to cancel the pizza at the same time that he says this. Right. Yes, yes. I mean, like, oh man, he's hungry. If we read into this, that's like him saying, "Okay, Batman, I will cancel my cancer treatment." That's right. <laughs> yeah. Right. So there's frozen pizza in the background all over the place. Yep. There's a couple other mentions to pizza, and finally, at the, at the end of the end. movie, yep. they, you know, they are sitting down eating pizza. There's a couple slices missing from the pizza. Well, they've given the they've given the treatment. Yes. That. That Mr. Freeze, Mr. Freeze has figured out the treatment, the pepperoni injection, right, that he's given it to him, and they're waiting overnight to see if he's going to be okay. Yeah, and Alfred comes down. You know, it's one of those '80s moments where everybody kind of pauses, looks at Alfred. Yeah, you he know, grabs they, a slice. Yeah, right. <laughs> Pizza. On so the, I think DiGiorno, the I think the cure maker. that Mr. Freeze gives like a secret recipe for marinara sauce for the pizza. Right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've been working on it for years. <laughs> you must eat it cold. <laughs> It's my, my great grandmother's recipe. Does it have to be frozen? He's from frozen pizza. Uh, that was a bad Arnold. I'll see myself out. It's fun. That was a fun one. Yeah. Uh, the last one. This is another good one. The last uh, made-up plot that we came up with was especially fun. This one was for Twilight. Uh, the Twilight Saga movie on New Moon. And this one involves Bella. And she... So this is the thing. So she's 
she's kind of sad because Edward's gone and done his own thing. She's in her room for months on end, staring at the window. Brooding. Brooding and just being sad, staring at the window at her dad raking and people walking by. <laughs> and there's time lapse. She's always in the chair. She's never moving. Never moved. Or she's screaming in her sleep. <sighs> yeah. yeah. Well, in the fetal position, like clenching her stomach yes, and her right. legs. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so she's we, we came up with the plot that she's kind of constipated. <laughs> Not kind of. She's, she's got a constipated face sometimes too. Sorry, yeah, Kristen Stewart, we love you. You you entertained us in this movie. She it, had resting constipation face. It yes, was, that's what it was. Things had slowed down to such a level in her her body that, yeah. and then towards the second part of the movie, we realize that she's. So there's a scene where she's in Italy and she's driving or she's riding in a car and it just looks like she needs to get out of the car <laughs> to <laughs> run to the to bathroom. The bathroom. <laughs> it's like, okay, things, things are I've starting to, to move. That, that, that French coffee hits hard. <laughs> <laughs> Something, man. At Cafe She's no longer stuck uh, in her room, but she's moving on the road. Yeah. If you get the symbolism. And she needs to get out of that car. And there's a scene where she find the car pulls over. She jumps out of the car and she runs, yeah, full speed, yeah. So, and we're like, we're thinking, okay, she's running to a, a stop somewhere. She's got to find a bathroom. Yeah. So they, you can't actually hear this, but if you turn on the subtitles, you can see they have it written out her, you know, voice. Donde está el baño? <laughs> and they're like, we don't speak Spanish here. We speak Italian. <laughs> Donde está la bambini? <laughs> This was just a fun take on the movie. Well, and those nights when she is just thrashing, it was such an awkward thrashing, right? It was. That yeah. we were, I think it started with I think it was supposed, like, to be, supposed to be her having sick? nightmares. She, yeah. And she screams herself awake from the nightmare. Yeah. Like she's in physical pain. Exactly. Like there's exactly. some discomfort in her abdomen. And that's, yeah. 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 Who was it that was like... That's what you get for sitting all day and eating cheese. <laughs> yeah, it was just things slowing down. Yeah. Oh, cheese and banana diet. Oh, man. All right, so those are our three nominees. Are you ready to vote for mm, the exceptionally oh, bad yeah. made-up plot yes. by our team here? I'm ready. I think this is a little self-congratulatory uh, or recognition, but I think I'm ready to vote. Are we it's ready? We're yep. awesome. I think we're ready. All right. Ready, set, go. All right, we've got a winner, and the BM Award goes to, for Exceptionally Bad Made-Up Plot, Twilight, New Moon. And now, the moment we've all been waiting for, the Gilded BM, the Exceptionally Bad Movie. From season three, colon, The Worsening. <laughs> and the nominees for the Gilded BM are Superman 4, colon, The Quest for Memory, Batman and or Robin, and Jaws 3, for Revenge. Sorry. Four. Just Fourth one. Three take that out. Jaws 3 plus one. Five minus one. Or just, like, we like to call it Jaws the Revenge. So... After that very long intro for Jaws the Revenge, <laughs> what do you guys think about these three movies? You know, it's funny because these are all oh. the fourth uh, 
fourth outings oh, in these is. franchises, Interesting. which I just oh, I just realized. And uh, one's uses uh, a Roman numerals, one doesn't have a number, and one definitely has a colon. So, well, two of them use colons, but um, Batman colon and Robin. <laughs> It's the third sequel. To Batman, it's Batman and Robin, colon, and Supergirl. Or Batgirl. <laughs> Batman and Robin, colon. And Quest Alfred. For pizza. Alfred, <laughs> Alfred orders out. <laughs> oh, Sounds like man. one of those like educational books that you would get from like the reading fair. <laughs> yes. 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 Alfred orders a pizza. <laughs> Alfred wanted a pizza. Alfred must count his money. (laughs) (laughs) Does Wayne Manor have enough money (laughs) for a pizza? (laughs) For three toppings or two toppings? (laughs) Now you got to balance that meal, Alfred. You can't just have meat on there. What vegetable are you going to have on your pizza? (laughs) Uh, We we need to make that book right now. I think Nate's going to start stand-up. Audiobook format. (laughs) That's going to be the only merch we have on our store. The Gotham Chronicle. If you you wanted to go into stand-up, you could do a full hour stand-up routine on each one of these sequels. Mm -hmm. You really could. could. There's so much material. Uh, Superman 4, The Quest for Peace. Let's just talk about this for a little bit. Yeah, what is the exceptionally badness of this movie? What is it? Well, there's the premise of we're going to get world peace if we can just shoot all of our nuclear missiles into space and have Superman destroy them and no one's going to ever fight each other again. And he's inspired by a letter from a little kid. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. No, 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 he wasn't inspired. He was shamed into it. He was shamed into it, that's right. And that the UN just signs off on it. He yeah. just shows up and everybody's like, yeah, we'll, we'll give you our nukes and just you can just get rid of them. But, so help me understand this. Like, <laughs> let's say you have these terrorist countries, right? And th- they also gave up their nukes, uh-huh. right? Like, was there a threat from Superman that he's just like, he lands in their house and he's <laughs> right. like, I'm have, taking your, you nukes. have three options. Yeah. I kiss you. I laser you or I take your nukes. Which one do you want? <laughs> no, it's I kiss you. I laser you. Then I kiss you. Or I take your nukes and then I kiss you. <laughs> so that leads us into the next plot is the kissing. Uh, Superman's yes. kissing of multiple women and just them forgetting that he's ever kissed them. And yeah. not only that, like, so it's it's not even like we had a good night and i just don't want you to remember because i admitted that i'm superman he pushes lois lane off of a building flies down and then rescues her flies with her for a bit then admits so he throws her yeah Yeah. like he throws her in fly little toy with you're like a little mouse that a cat is toying with yes right luckily so he know- became homelander <laughs> luckily he's done oh, no. this before and he knows that she doesn't have a heart condition that, right. that would kill yeah. her because she he has caught her before but right. man he's just really playing loosey-goosey with yeah with i think poor I, lois i think i know what he did for those terrorist countries he's like look i can stay christopher reeves <laughs> or i can become a Zack snyder superman <laughs> yes. oh gosh yeah. <laughs> oh what yeah. else? I mean, Nuclear Man. We already talked uh, about him. The whole villain right. thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the fact that he gets his power from the sun, and mm-hmm. if you just close the 
the close the blinds. Yeah, close the blinds. He shuts down. Yeah. Well, doesn't. And they go and fight on the moon. He could have honestly been defeated with a tarp. Right. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Superman just kind of gone. You're done. (laughs) An umbrella. It's an umbrella. It's a. It's a little over the top that he uses Lex Luthor's voice too. Yeah. I mean, he could have just grunted if they didn't want him to right. talk. Well, then I did Superman. Aren't his powers kind of weird in this one? Like, doesn't the section of the Great Wall kind of crumble with tourists on it? Oh, right. And he's got reverse his he, then he can, yeah. like, time. Game. He kind of like reversed his time yeah. on the wall. Oh yeah, that's. He weird. does all sorts of stuff that we've never seen before. He can use his heat vision through kitchen doors to heat up an oven. That's right. Uh, to overcook uh, a turkey. The food. Yeah, yeah, and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Somehow I mean, not burning the door, but burning the thing on the other side of the yes, door. Yes, yes. Look, it's if like you've ever had eyes. a frozen burrito, you understand the math <laughs> and the science that's going on there. It can be ice cold on the outside and magma on the inside. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's basic microwave technology. Yes. <laughs> yes. They're all made out of kryptonite eyes, krypton eyes. It's just kryptonian eyes that just suit me. <laughs> All right, speaking of comic books, maybe we should move on to Batman and, and Robin. Yeah. So, I'm a little at a loss for this one. I mean, th- leading up to this, it progressively got more and more campy and mm-hmm. more and more cartoonish, I will say. Right? Like, everything is neon on this. Right? Their their outfits are absurd. They've got bat nipples and yeah. grammatically correct outfits, which is just Grammatic, weird. Grammatically? <laughs> yeah. Grammar? Yeah. yeah. No, a I didn't stutter. <laughs> so at the end of Batman Forever, at the end of Batman Forever, the the third one, you know, Robin shows up and he helps Batman defeat uh, Two Face and uh, the, the Riddler. Riddler, and they start throwing in a couple of those jokes about holy rocks, Batman, mm-hmm. yeah. because there's holes all over the rocks. Right. And there's a lot more puns like that yeah. that are thrown throughout this movie, especially from. Captain Freeze, and just from all of them, they're kind of going for that humor. Mm-hmm. Right. The, it's a completely different... Corny. Well, yeah. And, yeah. uh... So, Gotham is, like... It's a dark thing. It's like a noir type of situation. Right. Mm-hmm. But, like... But not Joel Schumacher's. Everything is right. neon, yeah, yeah. and, like, the Batmobile on the front of it doesn't have, like, a spinning color right. thing yeah. on the front. Um... And then there's the bat ice capade thing. Yes, right. And so on the one hand, I feel like he was trying to channel the Adam West Batman, you know, and they click their heels together and suddenly they have ice skates. Yes. Right. Which, yeah. you know, you're kind of, it's kind of dumb, but you're like, okay, at least I see what they're trying to do. Yeah. But it was almost like he was also trying to sell a bunch of toys. Yes. Oh. And uh, so many different things that yeah. were only in like one shot. Yeah. You know, it just seemed like different a mess. vehicles and costumes and everything and like the, the defying of physics yes the swinging on the ropes or whatever the, yeah. well, the surfing from the, yeah, the rocket the yeah. thing surfing down on the shrapnel so it did it seemed like it eventually it kind of got to the self-aware that it was being campy right so like so that's to me that was a thing that was Batman unclear like So there is this source material that is campy, Mm -hmm. and it's like, oh, maybe they're going for that. But then sometimes it was like, wait a second, you're not really campy now. Mm. You were campy a second ago, now you're not. And it's like, wait, are you you intentionally going campy, or are you... It's it's campy, but then you've got something really serious with with the butler 
being almost near death, right? right. And someone that we really care yeah. about, like that's the heart of the, the story. And then the kind of touching story about Dr. Freeze, Mr. Freeze, mm. and his wife and the whole thing, he's just trying to bring her back, right? But he's that's... like a villain out of necessity. <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. And Poison Ivy is just crazy. Yeah. And, yeah. and Bane is wasted. Yes. Bane is, <laughs> yeah, wasted. Like, I had forgotten that Bane was in the movie. Right. Oh, you didn't mean, like, on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Not that kind of Because he wasted. is also wasted. <laughs> yeah. Both. I meant both. Yeah. And then we've got Batgirl. In it, for no reason. For bits and bobs. Yeah. And yeah. she's not a bad girl for very long. No. She's barely in the movie, and then she's barely Batgirl. Right. But she does save the day. She does know how to program computers or something. Yeah, yeah that's right. She knows, she knows how, how to variables. type in a password. <laughs> yeah. One, two, three, four, five. I got it! <laughs> the password is password. <laughs> a fun time by all. What about Jaws? Well, did you know that Okay, I'm not going to say where the jaws, where the shark swam from, but <laughs> I, I've used that one too many times. Across but the Atlantic Ocean. It's, the shark is trying to get revenge. I don't know how it knows that these other sharks were killed. I guess they've been talking. It's been years since the other one. I mean, years. The first one came out in 75. This is this movie came out in 1989, I believe. Yeah. So 14 years since the first movie. Well, the kids are fully grown up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, they have They're careers. Now, right. Yeah. Like, one so of them's like a cop too. Presumably 20 plus years. And yeah. to be frank, they did get the cop at the very beginning of this movie. So uh, he did get Brody. That right. was part of the, I mean, his kids and his wife had nothing to do with the killing of that other shark. Right. They weren't right. even on the yeah, boat. Yeah, that's true. So he's just being vindictive. Let's just be, let's <laughs> yeah. be clear. I just, it's not the revenge, it's the vindication. <clears throat> yeah, he's like, he's going to prove a point or something. <laughs> and I don't understand what he's trying to so prove. So this is what happened is this shark was friends with the other three sharks, and they had a golf date. And he's been sitting at that first tee for 14 years, waiting for them. And finally he found out the reason why they didn't show up is because of the Brodies. Oh. You'd be mad, too, if you were waiting on the golf course for that long. Well, I want to know about Richard Dreyfuss' character, because he was in the uh, original, yeah, he and awesome. isn't he still alive? And why isn't the shark going after Dreyfuss' character? Because he lives in Kansas now. Uh, well, because he's smarter. He's no, he's he's no smarter, longer a marine yeah. biologist. He stays he's a, in a submarine. A biologist of marines from the military. Oh, like, <laughs> he works for this the is... military now. He's a he's a marine it, doctor. It would make more sense if the shark was going after him because he is still That's alive right. from the original, and he was part of the original death of the original shark. I... And Jaws: The Revenge kind of retcons over Jaws three. Sorry, uh, Nate, but he it uh, so Jaws two. The, they're, they're, the kids are there, but they don't have anything to do with killing the shark. It's uh-huh. still their dad. So right. anyway, sorry. Well, I, I was just gonna say, like, I wonder if this was greenlit and/or written by anyone that was involved with Jim Cotta, because it's just very, <laughs> it's, it's just it's absurd. The whole idea, the whole idea on its face is absurd. Just like Jim Cotta, it's like, what a dumb idea. Wait, well, are you saying that the shark's whole purpose was? That if he could kill the Brodies, then he would get one wish yeah. from the, somebody <laughs> from who King would from King wanted... Triton that would l- allow his satellites to yeah. so I go think... over the Brodies. I think Atlantis. Wanted, I think Atlantis wanted to be part of the space program, like the, the Star see. Wars program, and so the shark was their ambassador, which is you know. Uh, so the first shark was the ambassador, and this guy was like his aide. I see, and. Uh, 
and so he gets assassinated, right? Yeah. He's just trying to make contact in the first Jaws, you know, and then Jaws 2, same deal. Jaws 3, again. They're just, they're just not <laughs> listening. They're just... So what I think actually happened is Ariel, the mer- Little Mermaid, had an affair with Brody. Oh. <laughs> they love on the open ocean. Mm-hmm. He broke her heart. And so she just holds a grudge. Took out a contract. She's like, go get him. <laughs> and go get everyone his related to or, him. His or the shark could be their love child. <laughs> so he's getting rid of other heirs. So he can inherit the, the Brody shark got fortune. 100% of the fish part of Ariel. <laughs> Look, it's genetics. So what's great is that we've already done a category about made up plots. Yeah, and right. here we are back making up. Trying to explain this movie still. We're still wondering why this kind of shark is, is getting revenge. Look, I'm yes. not a marine biologist. So, I don't know how that works. I just want to point out a couple of actual actual things that happened in the movie. Uh, <laughs> Michael Caine uh, crashes his airplane into the water to rescue someone. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, that was weird. Uh, the shark swam across the Atlantic Ocean in one day. Uh, the shark also was three miles out and then was there in like 15 seconds, right? Like instantly. And then really slow. And then really slow after that. Uh, what other things? Are you saying this was a conspiracy oh, of other shark, it, different sharks? It must have burned through all its glucose. Yeah. <laughs> Swimming that three miles real fast. Uh are you telling me this is like the plot of Scream where there's like multiple killers? Yes. Oh, so there's just like, oh, there's just a horde of like dozens of sharks. They're just like, F yeah. the Brody family. Let's go get those guys. They are, they are working together. <laughs> they're a gang. They it's got like, Bruce. We got to most them up. <laughs> it's like Birdemic. The, yeah. They're working together to fight, to fight the Brodies. So that, that gang of sharks, you think they all have like a certain tattoo. They just bite each other in the same place. So they have like a bite yeah. mark tattoo. Yeah. Or they're missing a gill. We just can't stop <laughs> coming up with plot lines. It doesn't make any what, sense. What were you going to say? So there's a crash. And, and I was just going to say then there's the whole part where, uh, what's her name? Mrs. Brody. Uh, uh, Lorraine Gary. Yeah, the she, actress. she goes out on her boat for some reason. I mean, she has to, yeah, she has to confront the shark. I guess it's shark. going to be her closure. Yeah, right? she's got to go confront the shark, also, but she has no plan. Of, she's just of all go people, there. she has no blood relation to <laughs> the Brody right. family. So, <laughs> this is the thing. She's a Brody by marriage. <laughs> so you know how you know how it is with like step parents or you know like adoptive parents. You know, so like she's like got to deal with this half half sibling to her kids. So she's like, I'm just gonna take care of this on my own. Yeah. <laughs> When it comes oh. to inheritance, people get crazy. And sharks. I have to remember, though, that there's for large portions of this movie, Jaws the Revenge, there is just scene after scene of dialogue between two characters at a time. They're either fighting about their marriage or they're, they're just like learning to get to know each other at a dance. There's just nothing <laughs> that progresses the story at all. No. There's just filler. This yeah. movie is just filler. Yep. For them to be in the Bahamas and then... So get, you say it's like chum? Get a reason to get to the water so they can be uh, attacked by a shark. I mean, I know we already did the Christopher Plummer Award, but I imagine they were just pitching this to the whole crew, to the yeah. whole cast. They're like, look, we're going to do another Jaws movie. They're like, no, they're all done. Why would we do it? They're like, no, look, I promise you, it's going to be in the Bahamas. We're doing it in the Bahamas. <laughs> they're like, okay. 
Okay, we'll do it. <laughs> All right. Okay. Fine. No more plot lines. We're okay. done. We're done. Yeah. Somebody's actually going to hear this and make Jaws nine. <laughs> Redemption. Uh, we have trademarked all of these ideas. <laughs> Jaws 9, the redemption. So do we need to vote? Uh, yeah, of course so... we need to vote. <laughs> yes, this uh, is the last biggest I think, category. I think the Gilded BM goes to our riffing. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so oh, man. are you guys, so just to remind the audience, <laughs> Superman 4, Batman and Robin, and Jaws the Revenge are the, are I, the nominees. I want to remind you, too, when you think about this, think about, of these three movies, which one would you want to watch again? Yeah. That yep. might help you and decide... Well, in the right setting, too. Yeah. What? What? Which one would you least cringe at watching again? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right, I got mine. Let's go. Got mine. All right. All right. Let's vote. One, two, three. Okay. Sadly, the Gilded BM was not unanimous, but <laughs> the Gilded BM goes to Superman Four. The Quest for Peace. Congratulations. Thank you for joining us tonight for the uh, Season 3 Bad Movie Awards. Uh, we had a lot of fun with this. Uh, we uh, we have a lot of fun things coming up next season in Season 4, so stick with us. Uh, but in the meantime, if you want to reach us, you can always reach us um, at our email at exceptionally ba- Sorry, <laughs> exceptionally bad. The guys, guys? The guys at exceptionallybad.com. <laughs> I don't Stick to what you're good at, Ben. <laughs> if you want to hire bad announcers, go to our website, exceptionallybad.com. Uh, we're on Instagram at exceptionallybad.com. Just at exceptionallybad. I'm sorry. If you know Instagram, you already know. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or Twitter at, ex- at exceptionallybad with no E. That's right. Uh, we're really grateful you guys have stuck with us through this season of sequels and and we hope to continue to entertain you in the future Mm -hmm. and just as a reminder for you lucky person who has guessed all of the same guesses that we have or you know have matched up that's okay let's say you got 80% correct (laughs) oh 100% okay 100% then you get a Nate designed exceptionally bad shirt. And the, it will be the first person who get them all correct yeah. gets it. And I can promise oh, yeah. it will the be exceptionally person. bad. Yeah. <laughs> and Bracken's home address. <laughs> all right. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everyone. Thank Thanks, you. guys. <laughs> <laughs>